0: Welcome back to the Branding for Abundance podcast. This is Dr. TK, your host, clinical psychologist, and number one business coach for therapists. So in today's episode, I want to talk to you about maneuvering through the chaos in a blended family. And so, yes, I am diving deep. Now, let me give a disclaimer. Um, Just because I bring up personal things does not mean that I'm going to do any of the following. I am not going to name particular family members. I am not going to give all the details. So you will see me or hear me, I should say, um, speaking in general terms, however, you will get the point. And I wanted to give that disclaimer, not that anyone has asked me, but just in case someone wants to ask me, oh, is that so-and-so or what's their name? Um, if I wanted to disclose that information, I would. However, the reason why I'm choosing to talk about this is because this seems to be a taboo topic in multiple communities, in professional women's community, in a therapist community, on a personal level, like in our families, because we can talk to our clients about this all day long, but for whatever reason, we may also feel like we can't talk about it in front of anybody else, maybe because we don't know who else is maneuvering through the chaos as well. Sometimes we may not want to talk about it with church members, because depending on your relationships with certain people, you may or may not, unfortunately, trust certain people. And then this is just what, 2021 is. I mean, the divorce rate is high. Single parenting is high. And then also just raising a child in two different households, the ratio was high. So let's just keep it 100. So because every time I've talked about being a bonus mom and what it was like to even get married while having a blended family and just some situations around that, I received a lot of inquiries on Facebook, on my podcast and in my DM on Instagram asking can I do more episodes from either the bonus mom's perspective and then I also received inquiries from the biological parent's perspective just to hear it from a rational bonus mom, meaning I am not your evil, wicked witch. You know what I'm saying? Bonus parent, because I know some of them and it's not cool. I want to talk about today being a bonus mom. And so my son, I call him my son, but for the reference of this audio, because I do have two children, I'm going to reference them depending on the relationship, just so that you can tell the difference because I don't want to necessarily say names. So my nine-year-old eldest son, he's my bonus son. And he will soon be 10. Actually, by the time you hear this podcast episode, he will be 10. So happy birthday to him. And so I met him at the age of five and I'm not going to lie. It was not an easy transition, especially for his age to meet another person. Um, Now me and my husband, and we talked about this in a previous podcast episode, or I talked about this in a past episode, is that um, we made sure not to introduce him to me until we were actually in a committed relationship. So we were dating for a minute, but we chose for me not to meet him or for him to see me with his dad until we got into a committed relationship. And so it was not an easy transition because it was very difficult for even me to witness his dad, you know, have multiple conversations with him. Of course, age appropriate conversations at five in terms of why is another woman with his dad, right? So we got through some rough patches. I'm not saying that everything is smooth right now because as they get older, they speak. You know what I'm saying? Like children, you know, and kids don't have no filter. Um, They got respect, but they don't have a filter. And so um, we got through some rough patches. However, me and my husband had to learn how to communicate better, specifically me expressing my emotions to him about things that I would witness and also how it impacted me because that seems to be another area that probably deserves a whole series, which is the bonus parents. Sometimes their feelings are neglected because maybe the person who's been with the mother or father of the child, they may be used to all that chaos, but that's not my life. You know, so our emotional, and you may want to take notes on this part, your emotional tolerance may be different, which can cause chaos within your house you know keep note of that so I chose to make a rule in our home and it was me talking to my husband and what we said was that even though we don't have control over a third party that is not living this home which is the other parent right if there is chaos that will become present we do not have control over that particular individual however we did set up boundaries and the boundaries that we set up or specifically me is that I said, we will not allow any toxic energy from any third party to come into this home, whether it was the mother of the child or someone else. That was just a rule that I had because you know they can go back and forth, but I mean, you need to go outside in the car and have that conversation. And we also set a rule where certain conversations, honestly, I don't need to be made too privy of because it just causes more chaos in our home. So one of my biggest fears that I had expressed to my husband, of course, before we got married, just because, you know, i be in my head sometimes, is I was in fear that when we would start our family, in addition to his son, our son, that the eldest would maybe feel some type of way, depending on, of course, how old he is and his emotional maturity, but I was in fear that he would have a different perspective of the family dynamic, specifically because he's not able to grow up fully with his brother or sister, which now we know clearly it's a brother, my son, right? So I also had a fear along those lines that for the next child to be born in our family, that of course we will have get togethers, we will have family activities. I like to travel. I like to participate in lifestyle activities, whether it be here or somewhere else. And I was in fear that because of the chaos, our eldest son would not be able to participate simply because maybe of a denial from a request because maybe it happened, maybe we would wanna do something during the regular school year. And because of that denial, even though we may educate him and talk to him about why he may not be able to go, he may still not understand it. So for some weird reason, I had a dream and I'm just gonna call it my vision. And my vision when I was pregnant was that, you know, we had had a child and one day in this dream, we were literally preparing to go on vacation, right? And the oldest son was unable to go. This was literally in the vision. Like his mom was like tripping or whatever. So I don't know why him and I literally imagined that, um, no, 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 I actually had this after I had my son. I'm sorry. So I had had this after I had my son. Yeah, because they were both teenage boys in my dream. And so it was weird. We were in my old home and we were packing to leave. And our eldest son... For some reason, he was able to go, but it was a struggle going back and forth with the other parent in terms of allowing him to go because it was during the school year. I think it was something for me for business. And I was like, I'm taking the whole family, which sounds like me, right? But they were teenagers. And so I remember my youngest son getting an attitude with the eldest son saying, dang, what's up with your mom? Like, you know what I'm saying? Why she always got to trip out? And the oldest son was like, man, I don't know. You know, and I could literally see that playing out. And then the emotional response, which is what I'm getting to, is that the eldest son didn't want to feel left out. And luckily, at least in my dream, even though it wasn't real, he didn't get left out, but he felt like he was going to get left out. And I really had to pay attention to that emotion of why this is even coming up in my freaking dreams, right? So when I would share these things with my husband, even before I got pregnant, my husband was like, you know, it's going to be okay. You know, we'll handle it when we get there. And because I battled with anxiety, what is the definition of anxiety? You worry about things even before it happens and you act like it happened by your physiological response, such as anxiety, heart palpitations, even like a panic attack, right? So... I told him that the eldest son during my vision would feel left out and maybe we need to start looking at how to have conversations around even now or back then, why he wasn't able to participate. Of course, without telling him too much, because the last thing that we want to do as well is talk, you know, I'm not going to talk negatively about the other parents, right? Nevertheless, my husband told me it's good, right? Right? I also told my husband that when it comes down to him getting older and more mature with his emotions, we also need to be clear that if he isn't able to participate, that we tell him that he was supposed to participate, but unfortunately we requested and there was a denial if for whatever reason it was outside of the summertime. Right? So can you guess, (laughs) my fear actually became true. It actually is what happened. So if you look back to one of my most recent podcast episodes, I had shared a New York birthday trip right? When I went to go look for the office and everything. And during that time, they had already been to court. There was a court arrangement and the court arrangement specifically states that neither parent can take the child outside of the state unless you have some consent with the other parents. And it doesn't matter why you want to take the kid out of the state, but typically they prefer for the child to go out of the state and on like vacations for like a week or whatever during the summer break, which I understand. You don't want the kid to have that many or any disruptions during the school year. But I mean, I was a child in a family where I remember my grandma my wanted to go visit family in Hawaii and they lived on the army base and we flew for free. So my grandmother went and got me out of school and i missed school for a few days. But guess what? Because this is the analogy I gave my husband. I was like, we should be able to take our kids anywhere and get their schoolwork. I mean, look at the life we live, you know, right now, we should definitely be able to get up and go to school. So let me break down what happened. During that New York trip, um, what we decided to do, of course, is just to, we had to drop him off at school. And so he had already had some negative consequences um, from our last trip that we had did like a few months prior. Um, on top of some other things, just because we were working with him on expressing gratitude for him being able to experience certain things. So we were working with him in that you know regard. So we had told him a few months prior that when we do go on another trip, you will be unable to go. But we didn't really think about that because it was you know the school year. It was like September. He had just started school and we went during the weekdays. And so Um, something else that was happening in our household is that I told my husband that I'm simply tired of hiding suitcases anytime the eldest son would come, you know, to the house for a few days, you know, during our time together, because sometimes my husband may want to avoid, and I did too, we would sometimes want to avoid, um, the eldest son asking us questions because especially if he knew that the youngest son was going, he would say, oh, well I can't go. But I told my husband at the end of the day, he's getting older and we can't keep hiding stuff, you know? And so... This time he actually saw the suitcases the morning of because he hadn't been in our bedroom and we were about to drop him off at school. Um, And then he would actually be with his mom for that weekend anyway. And so he inquired and he said, you know, you guys have suitcases, where are you guys going? And sometimes he would see us with suitcases, but we would still get on a plane, but he didn't know it because we would say, oh, we're going to visit my friend up in the Bay area, which he's been there. So he just thought maybe we were driving there or something. So we noticed that as we were walking to the car, his mood definitely changed. Like literally in the house, he was jumping up and down. As soon as he realized that we were actually getting on a plane, his mood just shifted. And if you're a parent, you definitely wanna pay attention to when your kid mood changes. And so I chose to sit in the back seat with him and my baby, and I had told my husband, let me actually take over the conversation that he was about to try to have because it just wasn't coming out right. And I said, I want to approach the conversation in a different type of way. And so I talked to the eldest son and I asked him, I said, you know, cause he was just staring out the window and I said, you know, are you okay? And he didn't respond. And I said, you know, I'm just going to speak out loud because maybe you don't know how to express it or maybe you don't want to cause he's uh, seven at the time. And so I asked him, I said, you know, are you maybe sad or mad because we're going to New York. And I also know that you wanted to go back to New York. And he turned around and he looks at and He was like, you know, with a low voice, he said, yeah. And so we talked a little bit more. And then I got him to talk out and he said, but Avery gets to go. Sorry, that's my youngest son's name, but Avery gets to go. And I said, well, Avery's not in school and you're in school. And so we did not lead the conversation. Listen up, parents. We did not lead the conversation by saying, oh, we can't take you out of the state you know what I'm saying? We're not going to bring up a court order. That's very inappropriate when parents do that, by the way. But instead, we just simply focused on the two things that were very clear, which was, you remember the conversation that we had before, which is we said that you were going to sit out the next trip anyway, because we were having a hard time with you during the summer in terms of being grateful for all the things that you had either you know, that we bought for you and things like that. And we said, do you remember that? And he said, yes. And then we also said, don't you have to go to school, you know, for the rest of the week? And he said, yes. And then, um, he was still looking a little sad, but he was, you know, just a little bit more upbeat. So then I decided to twist the conversation and I said, you know, it's my birthday. And he was like, oh, I said, my birthday is in like two days. Don't you think that I deserve to have like a birthday trip? I mean, when it was your birthday, we threw this big old party. We throw you a big party every year. I never have a big party and I think it's time for me to take care of me because last year I was pregnant. And so I said, do you think I can go to New York and have fun and get myself a couple of things? And he was like, yeah, you should have fun. I said, so that's why we're going to New York because it's my birthday. And he was like, oh, so I don't know if he thought that we were purposely like planning a family trip. So make sure that you talk to your kids. So at the end of the day, he felt a little better after we had had a conversation. So needless to say, we went to New York, had a good time. As I mentioned in the past episode, we went on a shopping spree unknowingly for these kids because we stumbled across the child's department in Macy's and we didn't realize that the whole floor was full of kids clothes. And I had never seen so many nice boys clothes, you know, in a department store because typically they're very plain and they don't have that many, but Macy's had it popping, right? So we brought everything home and they pretty much took up a whole freaking duffel bag. We did more for them than we had done for ourselves, which is typically the case when you become a parent. So when we came back, he was going to get our son from school. And I told him, the eldest son, I said, you know, we haven't seen him since we gotten back and I wanna surprise him. So what I chose to do is spread out all, cause we bought him a lot of clothes. We got a good deal. I used my coupons at Macy's and then we got him a few pairs of shoes and we got them both stuff. And so what we chose to do was make it all about him because I did recognize that he's in a position right now where he's feeling like, of course, he's not the baby anymore. He's not the only child anymore. And I don't want him to ever feel unwanted. You know what I'm saying? And so I pushed my youngest son's clothes all the way to the side so that he wouldn't even see them, And then I laid out literally every single item that. That we got him which pretty much if you could imagine a queen size bed because that's what size of a bed he has it covered up the entire bed that's how much stuff we bought right and it wasn't nobody's birthday clearly it was mine it wasn't like Christmas or anything but we saw a lot of things and on top of that we had cleaned out his closet and his drawers and so we definitely needed to get him stuff anyway because he was growing taller and so I told my husband that I wanted to surprise him um you know so bring him upstairs but make him walk in first right So when he came in, I was videotaping and I said, surprise. And his response was not what we expected. It was like dead silence and he didn't really look shocked, but I can't really describe what he looked, but it wasn't shocked because I would have handled that differently. And so we stood there and I was videotaping. So I stopped and I said, you know, do you, do you see your stuff? Cause then all of a sudden he tried to go into the drawer and say, oh, where's my shorts? And we were like, you don't need shorts. And so my husband said, you know, do you see all your clothes? And he said, yeah. And then his attitude, uh, voice tone started to kick in and we were like, oh, this ain't no shock voice. So he said, yeah. And so my husband then said, you don't have anything to say. He shrugged his shoulders and said, no. I was like, oh, this ain't no surprise face we're going back to being ungrateful. So I had to actually interrupt my husband because he got irritable and he, you know, talked about him being ungrateful. But at the end of the day, we had to talk to him about, you know, we noticed that after a couple of hours passed by that maybe he's not used to getting that amount of things and it's not a holiday and it's not his birthday. So maybe he's not used to all the attention being on him for not doing anything wrong. And we didn't realize that until after, so then we all laughed about it. So why am I sharing all these detailed information with you? What is the moral of the story? So even though I see him as my own child, and even though he may not be with us full time, he is still my child through our blended family courtship, right? So I know that I recognize that as he gets older, he's going to witness things. He's going to be able to understand and interpret things on a different level. And luckily he is old enough to now witness things for himself. So I always want to make sure that we talk to him. So if you have a bonus child, please make sure that you take the time out to talk to your bonus child and let them know that you love them unconditionally. And if it's your biological child, you should be doing the same, especially if you've expanded your family with someone else, meaning they have a half brother and such. Okay, so let them know that you love them unconditionally and that this is something that we told him as well, We always want to have him participate in every single activity. Another tip is allow the child space to actually express themselves. Don't believe that they don't have any emotions just because you riding a wave and you're fine with it does not mean that they are. And even if they are irritable or upset, they have the right to not feel good about the parents. Maybe not getting along. Always remember that they have an emotional response. However, their emotional response may not be all the time, 100% their fault. Now, what I am not saying is that, you know, a child can be disrespectful, but what I am saying is that certain things that a child may say and or do may need to be corrected versus a child being put on punishment or like a spanking, if that's what you do or put your child on time out because you may want to take a step back and ask yourself, where is your child learning this information? And of course we're not in other parents' homes. So that also should not be a part of your conversation because those are just assumptions. Okay. So Are you a bonus parent or do you have a bonus parent, spouse, or partner? Do you have additional questions related to this topic so that I can address them on future podcast episodes? I would love to talk to you more about things in this area regarding blended family, because again, like I mentioned in the beginning, it seems very much so like a taboo topic, especially with people of color. So I know that this topic is very heavy. However, considering, like I mentioned earlier, the divorce rate, single parent households and how many parents just honestly can't get along. They always need a mediator to communicate or they just don't communicate at all. These conversations need to happen. So as I continue to show you the personal side of myself in the next podcast episode, I will talk about how to shift your mindset when you feel like you now losing control in the chaos. All right. And so really hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Make sure that you share it with anyone who feels like they need to, or maybe you feel like they need to hear this information, whether they are the bonus parents or maybe they are the biological parent. I believe that the way that I've positioned my message in my podcast episodes can be a learning tool for either side. And so if you love this episode, make sure that you subscribe to my podcast, leave me a shot on an Instagram, snapshot this podcast, and let me know what was your biggest takeaway. And also make sure that you let me know what was your biggest takeaway away by leaving me a comment on iTunes because the more and more reviews that I receive, the more and more um, that people will find out about the podcast. So I will see you in the next episode. Until then, I love you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast episode today. I am super excited to see your growth in your business, career, money, and relationships. Be sure to check me out on Instagram at Dr. TK Psych, where you can find daily inspiration and tips to live your abundant lifestyle.